Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. On today's episode of Conversations on Dance, we are joined by choreographer, visual artist, and experimental theater director, Dimitris Papayuano. Dimitris's life as an artist began with a natural gift for visual arts at a very young age before eventually venturing into theater and dance. He founded his own company, Edifos Dance Theater, leading to critical acclaim and a devoted fan base. Dimitris talks to us about how his experience in a wide array of arts comes together to form his vision, his early years of creating art with few resources, and the difference between commercial and artistic endeavors as defined through his experience choreographing the opening and closing ceremonies at the 2004 Olympic Games in Athens. His latest work, Transverse Orientation, has embarked on an ambitious tour that will have its final performances this coming December 9th and 10th at the Memorial Auditorium in Stanford, California. Tickets can be purchased at live.stanford.edu. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we've waded through our usual issues with time change or time zones and, um, <laughs> you know, media issues. But um, we're very glad that you were came to sit and talk, chat with us today. So uh, we want to start where we always do with our our new guests and just hear a little bit about how you first became interested in art generally and when that became um sort of a central focus of your life what what you were thinking to explore as a career well i i never thought i would explore that as a career it came naturally i i i, I was for nine years i was the only child of my family until my uh brother was born mm-hmm. and my both of my parents were were working so i spent endless and endless hours alone. And um, I had, um, I I was a child, a a child prodigy in painting, I could paint since I was very young, an infant. So I was, I I would forget myself in painting. And then I would also um, um, play with with kids stuff to make uh, sculptures. And, and, And I, since I was a a child, I created comics. I created stories with my painting, and and I created. Um, I 
like 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 children do with the figures I was sculpting, I was creating action stories and stuff like that. And and before I even realized it, when I was at school, I was the child who could paint. Mm. So my cla- this was my identity. So my 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 classmates would ask me to sketch um, and and to draw caricatures of our teachers or porno stuff. <laughs> I I, uh, I I would I would also be the one that would make the illustrations for the for for the magazines and and the newspapers of our uh, school. And uh, uh, at home, I would paint frantically. It was my so it, it, it was both my 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 personal um, meditation and my uh, community identity. And uh, I it was evident that I I, I was an artist. And um, but I, I I would I would try to be an artist, not to have a career. But I, I that, that this is this is the way that I understand life. This is the way that I. I communicate with issues of life and with other people through, through, through visualizing stuff on paper, mm-hmm. two, two or three dimensions. And um, I always had a, a kind of a creative fantasy, making stories, and, and I embarked on becoming a painter. I, I was extremely lucky when I was 17, I asked to become the, uh, privately and unofficially the, the student of, of an iconic Greek painter, Yanis Tsaroukis. Who was like a like a philosopher, like a, a wise man. He really defined the personality, and, and and I took painting very seriously, and I wanted to to study painting. Uh, so I had to run away from home in order to do that because even though I was very good at painting, my parents did not want me to become an artist. Mm-hmm. And then after I ran away from home and I got into the art school and I started studying alone, self supported. Everything like that. I met a woman who was a choreographer, and uh, she asked me to just try and go and take some classes. And since I started, I never, I never stopped exercising. Then she allowed me to. Um, she, she invited me to perform in in her works, and then to design costumes and to design makeup and lights and sets and. I, I shifted without knowing my all my painting skills and my creative skills into into live theater, and then I I craved to create my own stories again. And in the meantime, I was also publishing comics, so I, it just came like that. The only the only thing that was really um, planned was to escape home. <laughs> Once I escaped home, then I I. Since then, I'm swimming into the art world. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that what every artist's plan is? We, we mm-hmm. got to run away first to make it mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to hear then, it sounds like it's all just happening very naturally. And it's, you know, just sort of pouring out of you and all this crossover and all these explorations. But can you remember what the first opportunity you had to specifically create a dance was and what the impetus for that was? I, I never had a, 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 an opportunity to create a dance. No, nobody gave me the opportunity right. to create a dance because uh, when I decided that I wanted to experiment, what we did is, is I gathered a, a few friends, and of course there were no money, there were no institutions. We, we, did, we wouldn't even even dream of asking for the support of anyone. So what we did is that we we squatted a building 
there was a huge building that we uh, that we made. We turned into an illegal theater. We just entered and illegally created that into a small theater. And mm. then with our hands, we build, we build our sets. And um, my friend at the time knew how to construct and knew how to deal with electricity. A dancer that I was my news, she was uh, very good in organizing financial stuff. So for 10 years, we just created stuff without anybody supporting us, but except, of course, the audience that would come and we would uh, charge illegally a small amount of money. And, and that's, how, how, that's how we started. And, and this was in, uh, this was in, in 1989. 1988, 1986, I did my first choreography. 1989, we entered that building and we, we created a fuzz there in the center of Athens. How did you start um, cultivating this audience for these illegal dances that they would come and enjoy? I did not. <laughs> it's, it's very. It's, it's. It's. I mean, it's good that we talk about these things because I. I, I do. I do collaborate with with young generations, and I. I mean, now right now I'm featuring a dancer that he's he's 22 years old. So, I, and I see the difference in generations and and how how much they 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 plan uh, their artistry together with their career. In my generation, in my country, growing up in Athens, uh, in, in, an, in the underground scene, and as a, as a child that is self-supported, not living with, a, with, with, with the parents and not being rich at all, being poor on the other hand, and very happy, we never, never decided to promote. We never knew how to look for sponsors. We just worked and worked. Hmm. And uh, we, we created something that was, it seemed that it was kind of unique. And people heard about it. We only needed four, 40 people to be sold out in this theater. But right. we get, but, but the talk, the, 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 we became the talk of the town simply because people that experienced that talked to others and then talked to others and then talked to others until the state itself came to us and asked us to accept the grant. <laughs> That's incredible. Can you imagine today? Never. It would never happen. Wow. No, but I mean, I mean, I mean just, just, just as a, the slightest encouragement to just go and do what you want to do. You don't really need a lot of money to do what you want to do when you're young. You need friends and your hands. Right. Because you can create, we, we created, we created from garbage. We picked up furniture and stuff from garbage to build our sets. Right. And I know this is not very strange for, I, I knew New York in the 80s, people were doing that. Anyway, <laughs> we did that as, as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right. right. I wonder, um, like when you're talking about generational differences, like for me, if I were in your shoes, I would never have like the confidence. I would be like, I think that what I'm doing is good, but I don't know if I can really create this into something, but it feels like you never had like a moment. You knew that you could create something really special and really important. Were there ever times where you kind of faltered and thought, is this the right way to go? Can we build this into something? Or were you even thinking about building it into anything? Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm still doubting myself enormously and i am oh, no, 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 seriously doubt and, and 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 not 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 being at all certain that what you're doing is interesting is it, these are the, the the most faithful wives mm-hmm. this this is, this is this is the marriage of your life right. you, you cannot work without doubt it's it's it, it is a different thing to have the drive to do something hoping that it's good and another thing to be confident that what you're doing is good. I was never confident. Any confidence that I have derives from the repetition over the years of my work being accepted and right. praised. So I understand that I that 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 my lack of talent is not yet evident. The existence of my talent is more evident than my lack of talent. But every time I start. I, I really don't know where I'm going. I, I'm, I really don't know why I'm doing it again, why I'm going through this enormous insecurity again. But, but I, I think, I think uh, doubt is, is, uh, is very close to creating it. Right. Who are you to be confident? Right. I mean, <laughs> no way. Totally. Yes, I don't understand. I'm, when we I'm, I'm doubting. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I, am, I am doubting myself. It's better to do than not to do. And that's what I wrote for. Mm-hmm. Mm, like that. Can you take us, um, you're, you're talking about the beginning of a process and how doubt is almost like an integral part of that. Can you take us, um, I'm just wondering where you start. Like when I, when I look at your work and it's just so wide ranging and like a visual, fe- never ending visual feast. Like I, I can't, for me, as someone who's also never choreographed a work in my life, imagine what the starting point is for that. Like when you're making, you know, say your your, your latest work, transverse orientation. Like, what is the starting point for that? What is the the seed that you build from? Well, there are, there are many ways to uh, to answer that question, and I will I will I will try to be brief. And please stop me if I have exhausted you, and, and you want to uh, switch into another uh, uh, question because I. The, the 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 practical thing is that uh, at this stage, it, it, before when when nobody asked me to do anything, I would just say let's do something. You know, I would call up some friends and I would tell them let's do something. And because and because this let's do something has um, uh, leads to the question what I had in store some ideas just as a starting point. The same thing happens again, but now somebody tells me that you can, uh, institutions tell me that they want to co-produce my next work, 
And uh, depending on how many institutions are there, there are, we calculate how much money we can get. And this is a given. This is the budget. Then with this, within this budget, I understand how many people I can hire, how many people I can have on stage, and what is the magnitude of the step of the, of the sets. So then I audition. I audition to find talented and charming people, a mixture of people that I know and people that I don't know, because I think this mixture is always um, interesting. Uh, I do work in a particular way, and the people that have experience with me can guide new ones mm-hmm. through this experience. And the new ones give, give the fresh blood, fresh ideas, completely different words. So I audition looking for people without knowing what I'm looking for. And, and, as, as I audition, I, I try to I try to select uh, an interesting constellation of personalities mm-hmm. that seem to be a nice circus to play with, and that m- most of them I can kind of artistically fall in love with uh, in, in in the ancient Greek sense, meaning that. I would like to be inspired to create something for them in which they will shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to, to make them look very beautiful, in like seeds of flowers that I want them to blossom in a garden that I arrange, something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And, 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 and then I have the people. And then I have the, uh, I, I have the deadline. And I enter the studio and I do have some initial ideas that are floating from project to project until they found the, the correct project to land. And I do have some um, curiosities and I do have a pile of objects gathered in the studio. And we start playing. I give them the first ideas because it's my responsibility to give something. Mm-hmm. And then I, 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 I inspire a wild improvisational um, frenzy. We are like crazy people. We don't know what we're looking for. We don't know what's interesting. We don't know what we're doing. And I collect bits and pieces that I find interesting. And then I have fragments in front of me. Imagine that you have pieces of a puzzle that you have to put together, but you don't know what is the final image. So I try composing small uh, scenes from those fragments and things start to sh- take shape. And gradually the work that wants to be born is uh, looking at me. <laughs> and, it's asking, and it's asking me to complete it. And then I realize what I am about to do, what I am doing, and I try to make it happen. Then the deadline comes. I have to accept that this is the best I can come with up to now, and then I work to produce it as as clearly as possible for the audience. Mm-hmm. So this is this is how we work. I don't have the slightest idea what I want to do when I start, but having said that, there is another level of answer answering this question. I do have some things that are in my heart um, and in my mind in periods small obsessions. Mm-hmm. Like with transverse orientation, uh, I saw my father deteriorate from sickness and age, and I knew that I'm losing him, and I'm the older son, and I know that I'm next. So this thing of succession, one generation 
with the other. And, you know, having, having run away from my father in order to become an artist, in a Freudian way, I killed my father in order to survive. And then, of course, we, our relationship was much better in the end. And so I had this idea. And because my father is this old-fashioned um, Mediterranean um, masculine symbol, that's why the bull. That's why the taming of the bull. That's why the myth of the Minotaur, because Theseus is killing the Minotaur, and this is the new civilization killing the old in order to survive. So there was something like that in my psyche floating, and entering the studio with, again, having no idea where I'm going to end up, things matched. So something like that. Right. You, you mentioned institutions that co-produce um, something like this. Let's talk about it in terms of transverse orientation. Um, and for example, one of those co-producers is Stanford Live. Um, yes. Tell us how, and there's many, right? Like I was looking at the list, yes, yes, lost yes. count, lots and lots. So how does that process work? And do they give you any um, boundaries to work within? Or do they just kind of give you a blank slate? Go go where you, with it where you will. I'm, I'm very lucky not to accept boundaries on, on the other side. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do so, so, and there are no limitations of what I'm going to do except of course uh, you know, that's why I don't uh, travel to I'm not, I'm not invited to wonderful Islamic um, uh, festivals because I use uh, nudity and I use male nudity but no, 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 there are no guidelines of course just the, your ne- my next project. That's that's what they want to see. There, there is there's always a limit of money and a limit of people because the more you have, the more expensive is the, the travel is. Sure, it, right. it all has to do with budget. And of course, being reasonable, uh, creating a new stuff cannot be less than forty five or fifty minutes, and hopefully not more than four and a half hours. So this is. <laughs> A kind of a common sense that I'm not asked about it. I just it's it is a common sense for for, sure. for our business, and I think that's that is the yeah. that, that is the only limitation. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't, and and I don't think it should ever be like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. definitely not in my case. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't mind delving a little bit more into this idea of like the artist's relationship with doubt for instance i mean you 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 achieved a level of audience or almost like fanaticism um but as you're creating the work i'm sure that's not you know top of mind you're not doing it for people you're doing this because you have an artistic need for release or expression but does that sort of acceptance or um, like critical acclaim, how does that play into your overall output? Or is it just a nice little bonus? You know, how does that factor I will, in? I will tell you, I, I, it's, first of all, there's a delicate, there's a delicate thing there. I do work for the audience, meaning that I am trying to be clear in, in, in what I have to say. I'm not, I'm not having, I'm not trying to have opinions, mm-hmm. but, but if I say something, I'm trying to articulate it clearly. And this has to do with the audience. This has to do with doing a work to be perceived. Right. But I am not 
scouting for the taste of the audience to give them what they want. I don't know how to do that. I, I do not work in advertising. I do not work in politics. So I do not tend towards that at all. Right. But I really like to be very clear in, in the articulation of what I think is the best I could give to the audience. I want it to be perceived. I want I am I am cooking it to be eaten. Mm. I'm not asking what would you like to eat. So I do think of the audience because I want it to be very clear. And I need the audience to be there for me to be challenged to communicate something. But I never ask the audience what, what the audience wants. Mm-hmm. There's a wonderful line in 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 uh, in one of my favorite American artists, Laurie Anderson's A Day in America monologue that she says, and what the audience wanted and what the audience said they wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, 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 never, I never ever think about that. Of course, after all these years, I do some, I do something that I like as a child and we like, and we kind of know that this is going to be loved because Mm -hmm. we, we see it and we understand that it's cute or it's funny or that it's, it's very persuasive as an image. And and at this moment, I know that, that, that people are going to laugh or people are going to at least uh, accept that this is kind of spectacular or kind of cute, but Mm -hmm. this is just, Knowing it, not, 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 uh, so, so this is how I think this is how I'm, I'm, I am taking the audience into consideration. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, even for the Olympics, that's what I was going to say too. That, yeah. I mean, talk about that, an audience. Like, yeah. And that's like maybe the most obviously commercial thing that you would have ever had to have done? I mean, for any anyone would ever have to do. <laughs> Did you have to, um, you, know, uh, you know, I guess, table any part of your artistic self or were you able to still... Yeah, let's, okay. let's let's clarify once and for all. Once <laughs> yeah. I did I did I did the Olympic ceremony opening, which is the biggest show anyone can do. Right. Uh, but the, the, it's the biggest show humans do. Right. And, and 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 I also did the opening ceremony for the European Games, um, which was because of the of of the of the financial. Um, um, extravaganza of Azerbaijan, it was also equally expensive and big. These are propaganda shows. This is not art. Hmm. This is like I was working for an advertising company. This is sheer propaganda, has nothing to do with expression. And uh, I am glad that it's the propaganda of... uh, First of all, the first one was the propaganda of my country. The, I, I was selling positively my country, so mm-hmm. it was great in my heart. It was mm-hmm. I, I accepted the role uh, um, gladly, but I could not create anything that would criticize my country. While in my artistic expression, I can do anything I want. Right. But but this was not the occasion. This is an occasion that needs an artist to be created, but it's not art. 
because it has the limitation of positivity, you have to be positive. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 it's, it's something that you have, it's a gift to the people. You have to be positive. You have to advertise the best that exists in the land. Uh, and and um, I try to be humble and meditative. I try to to create a, a kind of monumental minimalism. I try to be to create something that is dreamlike, that has an abstract narrative that still is understood. I tried many. I, I I had many artistic bets, but not for a single moment did I ever think that this is artistic expression. <laughs> it took an army of artists to create it, but but this is an opening ceremony for the Olympic Games. It's not a performance. Did I answer? It's so interesting. I I feel like there's so many ways we can delve into it. We don't have too much time left, but I I do kind of want to know what the process looks like. Uh, I imagine you get the call. They ask you to do it. You say, yes, what happens next? And how do you even go about putting all of this together? It just seems like such a big undertaking. Well, this is this is uh, this is a procedure that is, has nothing to do with the procedure that I told you about my work because I was a comics artist and I am a painter and um, I, ca- I can create a storyboard and and uh, they 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 asked me but I didn't say yes I said that's thank you I'm flattered let's why don't you pay me for four months to come up with a complete storyboard and if you like that we make a contract upon that so mm-hmm. that nobody can change it. Because I was afraid that they will allow me to create and create and create, and like it would happen if I had not been smart. In the last year, it took me three years to create that. In the last year, all the politicians would come, would see what was happening, and each one would have an idea to change. And I wanted to go, that's what's happening. That's what's wow. happening in this. Uh, so I, I create, I, I gave a, I made a proposition after multiple times this proposition was accepted and and in my contract was it was written that I am hired to direct that and not anything else. Mm. And then I embarked on a two and a half year journey of trying to make that happen because it was my first time that I was doing it and I had to invent how to do it. I had to create a system. And I created a, a small army of artists that we were a creative group and we did tests over tests and 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 also uh, models after models and and finally we wow <laughs> and do you do, do you like test for the cameras do you test like you know because yes. of course yes. so many yes. people yes. watch yeah how does that yes, work because this, this this is this is mainly this is mainly a televised show right of course of course, we worked in a way, at least I worked in a way, because I don't know how other people have worked, that you, we have to create enthusiasm, a real enthusiasm inside, inside the stadium so that this kind of energy then is transmitted to the cameras. But let's say this is, this is an oval stadium, but the photogenic side was only one side right. because it has to be televised. Mm-hmm. If, I had to be, if I had to be democratic for all 360, the lighting would have been different. There would be no shadows. It would be a completely different show. But because it was televised, I had I had to I identify where is the big image and where is the close up. And 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 I, I had the collaborator Angelos Mendis, a dear friend of mine, uh, who did um, 
one segment that was called Klepsidra, which was bringing to life all the Greek art history in, in extreme close-ups, the makeups and the costumes were absolutely perfect. It was like, because these, these were, yes, we, we arranged that. We arranged sure. that. Wow. It's, it's, it's another kind of, 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 it's another kind of art. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we round out the interview, let's circle back to your most recent work, which we've already talked a little bit about, Transverse Orientation. Um, it's on a, a very successful tour already. The shows in BAM were sold out, had rapturous um, reception from the audiences, and it's coming to Stanford on December 9th and 10th at the Memorial Auditorium. Um, what and, do you think and it is? It's, and it's finalizing its tour there. That's the giving, final shows. Yes, we're giving you the, these are the last ever um, transverse orientation show. For us, it has been a three and a half year journey. Wow. That's when I did my first audition. And it's so, one and a half year story. So tell us then, I, what does that mean to you to, to have to be finishing this journey with the, a work? What is it? What is that like to be at the, the final moments of this full arc of a life of a work that you've created? Well, well, it is, there's this thing with, with live shows and the way we do them. You know, I, I travel with them and we change it every, every... We correct and we correct and we correct and we like to change it. We, we become a kind of a family. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is a chosen family. Uh, and and I, we work very hard and, and, and it's very important for me to... to to have good relationships. And, and in this work, again, we have achieved that. And we are all very emotional. We, we, we are tired of the work. We cannot, we don't want to perform it again. And that's, 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 that's where we stand. We, we were standing in the beginning of summer. We we're saying, yes, okay, how many shows? Over 100 shows, 111 now. Wow. But now as the summer proceeds and we are, we are counting down, we are all so emotional. Very emotional. Well, it's it's correct to say bye bye, but there's gonna be there are gonna be a lot of tears on stage in Stanford. Wow, that's yeah. so special that um, people can enjoy those final moments with something that's had such a long life. Um, what is next for you? Do you have another project coming up? What can we be looking yes, forward yes, to? I have, yes, it's ink. It's a duet. I did a duet for myself and a very young dancer. So mm -hmm. it's an old man and a young man. And uh, I did that in uh, the lockdown. Mm -hmm. So when, when we stopped, the, the, when we had to stop the, um, the procedure of uh, uh, transverse orientation uh, for seven, eight months, uh, I decided with uh, this young dancer of mine to enter the studio secretly just the two of us, and play. And we and very quickly, the whole thing emerged. And um, I, we even presented the, the first um, version in Italy and in Serbia. And now, its time has come. I am, I am now working on the final version. I also have... Um, uh, an extended cast, so it's a duet, but we are four people, so all, all possible. Uh, so there are four versions of the show, right? Mm -hmm. And we we are we're, we are uh, premiering in Athens, and then we're embarking on the world tour. Wow, 
Very cool. Well, thank you we'll so much. Montreal in, 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 in March, we're in Montreal. I don't know when we're going to go to the USA. Well, we'll be sure to share all that with our listeners. And thank you so much. This has been a fascinating conversation. And uh, we're so glad you were able to join us. I'm very glad you were interested. And I hope to see you live and meet you live. (laughs) Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 